Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast channel dedicated to serving federal employees' retirement and benefit needs. Larry Spoth is my guest on this channel. Larry, welcome back. Well, thank you, Jeff. I'm glad to be here, and hopefully we can uh, get some good value out there for our listeners. Yeah, so when we closed the previous session, uh, we were talking about um, – an overview, but uh, what we're gonna what we're gonna get into today is how to structure and grow your uh, retirement plans while making sure you strategically have set up retirement income solutions. And you have some specific um, resources and tools that you've used over the years, correct? That that's correct, and. Um... You know, when we do individual appointments, even on Zoom these days, we spend a lot of time teaching people, you know, how these different things work and, and why they're so important. And, you know, like you said, how to invest and grow while taking income. So the things we look for and work on solving is when we structure and run these plans. I mean, what is the ultimate goal, right? We, we don't want to run out of money on old age. And we want to have plenty of money left, you know, maybe for our beneficiaries or maybe for uh, medical needs or anything like that. So the underlying goal that really everybody is chasing is, hey, I just don't want to run out of money in old age. Right. And it'd be great if I had some money left over. That's really simply put. That's the goal, right? It's the goal. It really is. And. Something that you and I've talked about, and I've heard you mention, and it could be confusing to the audience. So you talk about sequence of returns. Right. So let me dive into that a little bit, Jeff. And it, it's hard on a podcast to get super detailed, but anybody can call in and I'll walk them through it visually. But when we talk about sequence of returns, what does that really mean? It means it, let's say you were looking at a time period. I'm going to make this up. It's hypothetical. Let's say a time period from 2000 to 2018. When do your positive returns happen in that sequence of years? And when do your losses happen, right? If you're in the market, maybe you've got some money in the C fund or the S fund or something. And, you know, there was a down year. You lost money, right? And then other years you were up. You made money. So that's just sequence of returns. When are your returns and when are your losses happening? Okay. And so on the surface, that seems pretty easy. And, you know, most people would kind of shrug their shoulders and say, yeah, I get it. Some years are good. Some years not so good. But what's critical, Jeff, is this sequence of returns while taking income. Right. Now there's some major issues on the table because if you think about it, Let's pretend you go all the way back to the year 2000, hypothetical example, right? I'll just use you, Jeff. Let's say you've got, you know, $600,000 sitting there and now you retire <clears throat> and just your luck, you've structured income for yourself. So now you're going to take certain amount of money each month or each year and just your luck, there's a recession that year. So your portfolio is losing money in the market and And you're drawing money out to live, right? You got to pay the mortgage and buy food. And, and 
you'd be losing money while the market was going down. So you can imagine it's kind of like a double-edged sword, kind of like you lost money twice, Jeff, because you took money and you lost money. You took money, you lost money, you took money, you lost money. Now you think about that portfolio and where it would be after that three-year period of losses during that recessionary period. So now Jeff is in retirement. He quit his job. He can't get it back. Younger people have replaced you, right? It'll work for less money. And so now all of a sudden your portfolio theoretically is, you know, it's in danger territory. It's really been drawn down because of the losses in your income. Right. But then let's say your portfolio drew down to, and I'm making up numbers, okay? Let's say your portfolio drew down to 400,000. Well, you're kind of panicking, but you got lucky and the market came out of the recession and we had some super good returns. So those are positive returns. So let's say the market went up and I'm making up these numbers. Let's say the market went up 26%. And so, you know, Jeff took a big sigh of relief, right? And hey, I'm finally making some money again. But you got to remember, if the market had gone up 20% and you drew your portfolio down to 400, what did you make 20% on? You made 20% on 400,000, not the six or 800 you started with. Right. And that year, while you were trying to earn money, you also had to, um, you also had to pull money out for income, right? So when you start thinking about sequence of returns while taking income, all of a sudden, that's a critical piece of restructuring a retirement plan that really everyone needs to understand. Does does that make sense, Jeff? Yeah, that does make sense, and especially uh, here's what I tell everybody. And listening in, um, at the end, we're going to give you uh, Larry's website and how you can get a hold of us so that you can have a consultation, Zoom meeting to discuss this. It's very important, more so than ever in a year where it's just chaos. And uh, with that being said, so you get these peaks and valleys and you don't want to time it up so you're retiring in one of those down years. How do With your clients, how do you structure that? Okay, so... Again, difficult on a podcast, but I want you to visualize this, okay? And if you're at home, maybe just grab a piece of paper and a pencil and just draw this on a piece of paper and it'll help you. Draw a bucket. We're going to call that bucket number one. And then draw another bucket and we'll call that bucket number two, Jeff. So why the buckets? It's just easier to visualize. So in bucket number one, we're going to call that our income bucket. Now, inside your income bucket, let's say you're a FERS retiree. So you've got your FERS pension in that bucket. It's going to give you that income that you have guaranteed from the government. And you have your Social Security. That's in that bucket. And let's just say, hypothetically, you also have this rental property, right? And it's spinning off positive rent. Well, that's income already in place. So we're going to put that into your bucket. And then we just take a look at you know, what is your goal income? And is FERS and social and your rental property income, is that income from those three sources enough to cover your goal income? In other words, how much you want in retirement. So hypothetical example again, let's say you added up those three incomes, social, rental income from your property and FERS, and you're about $2,000 a month short on what you want for retirement income, your goal income. Okay, and let's just say for easy math, you've got a million in your TSP. 
we're going to structure into that first bucket a product that will give you indexed returns with no market-linked risk of loss as guaranteed by an insurance company, their claims paying ability. So this, this, this investment, this product here in bucket number one, you cannot lose money as guaranteed by the insurance company. You can't. And so we go back to sequence of returns, right? It's so important to understand. If I'm going to take money from this particular investment, this indexed product, I don't want to ever lose money from that structure while I'm taking income, right? I don't want to lose money while I'm taking income. And that's guaranteed by the insurance company. The flip side of that coin is, Jeff, we're not crazy, right? We need to get some returns on that money. So when we're looking at these indexed products, we have to be careful. Yes, we want the security of no market losses, but we've also got to try to get some returns. So we want to be careful and look at the products that have no fees attached to them to eat up our money, no fees. And we want to be careful to look at the historical returns of whatever index we're following. You know, an index is like the S&P 500, something like that. So we want to get indexed returns with no market linked risk of loss, and we want that guaranteed by the insurance company. So now we put enough money in that product to generate the $2,000 a month that we're looking for with no market linked risk of loss. So we take away the problem of sequence of returns. We eliminated it. But we never put all our money in any one specific type of investment. We want to be diversified, right? We all know that. So now visualize you drew two buckets on your piece of paper, okay? And we've structured enough income that's protected from market losses in bucket number one. And let's say you had that million dollar TSP. And let's just say you had to put $400,000 into that investment in bucket number one to give you the 2,000 a month. Okay, that's done. We got that in place. Now your income is solved. But we also wanna grow money on the outside of our, our income bucket that's structured for growth, right? We wanna have this money over here growing and the way we like to say it, Jeff, is unmolested by income. So this other money is sitting over here growing in the market. It has market risk, but we're structuring it over there for growth. And if we can, we want to mitigate risk on that bucket. So we're going to always choose a tactical portfolio or what some people call an actively managed portfolio. So we use a product called Market Guard. I just personally love it. I think it's the best thing since sliced bread, right? That's my opinion. Uh, I think historically it's given great returns. So when clients or prospective clients come in, we look at all the historicals, right? Now we know history doesn't guarantee future results. There is always risk, but we wanna pick the best portfolio managed actively to help meet our goals. Whatever your risk profile is, will go up and down that scale. So now you've got two buckets, Jeff. You've got the bucket that we designed for income, and you got another bucket over here for growth. And the growth bucket is there in case you need to supplement your income, or you have an emergency need, I don't know, maybe the air conditioner blew up on the house, maybe a little cushion for medical, or maybe you just are planning you know, a one month trip to Europe every year. I don't know, but 
you want to have that other bucket growing. So simplistically thinking about structuring retirement, we take into consideration the sequence of returns. We want to get rid of we want to get rid of that market risk on our income. So we put that in bucket number one. And then we want to get some good growth over here with mitigated risk. Uh, and, and that's going to be the market guard uh, type portfolios where we're actively managed. Put all that together, if it meets our goals and our needs, right? Then we have a structured retirement plan, net of projected taxes. We're not a CPA firm, but net of projected taxes, inflation, all of the rest, right? right. So that's legitimate retirement planning, Jeff, the way I like to put it. Well, and what it does is it provides clarity in a very complex world. You know, you mentioned right there two buckets, but within those buckets, you have your pension for search for the federal audience, Social Security. And so what you're saying is bucket number two, you want that structured so you're not tapping into that for income unless it's um, based on the growth that it's experienced. So you can control that a little more as far as um, looking out into the future. Correct. Exactly. We just kind of segregated our two types of money. One, right. one bucket, we've separated off enough money to structure income and protect it from market losses because we don't know, right? When the next pandemic's going to come or who knows, you know, all these crazy things that happen in the world. We want to protect that money, right? And then so the other bucket, we'll go ahead and accept risk on it because it is in the market after all. Right. Um, but we would say hypothetically the other bucket number two we're not really needing that money for income unless we're giving ourselves a bonus or taking a beautiful vacation but we don't need it specifically for income so kind of segregated off it's a different risk profile and mm -hmm. so we want to be good stewards with our money right and we want to get to age 95 and have a ton of money left over you know to as my my kids would say right jeff party hard for the last few years and then leave the rest to me <laughs> right <laughs> but um you know but i'm gonna it's, yeah, yeah i'm gonna share that with my children yeah, yeah but it's smart structuring of retirement plans that that matters and it it's a little bit of work to put it all together but i would say it's well worth it well, the visualization is important, and I think breaking it down like that, you know, uh, we see a lot of confusion out there and a lot of worry, and I think that's why it's important to um, work with somebody that understands your benefits, and that's something that I preach a lot, and uh, Larry's firm uh, does focus on the uh, federal employee, and then bringing clarity to a complex world, not just products and changes, but also the out, outlying factors of uh, the year 2020, who could have expected this? So um, thank you for that information. Uh, my pleasure. Um, again, it's, it's one of those things. I love working with uh, federal employees and I love the TSP program. It's a great program to save in, you know, while you're, you're going through those working years. But I always tell people, look, 59 and a half is the golden age where you can start moving money around and structuring it differently for the goal of retirement because irs steps out of the way right you can roll over let's say you have that million dollar tsp or that five hundred thousand dollar tsp 
you can start structuring your retirement now, even though maybe you're going to work for another six years. You can start putting things in place now. Don't wait for the next pandemic or terrorist attack or war or who knows what's going to happen. Right. I don't. So start now and start getting the pieces of the puzzle put together. It's not like you're going to close out your TSP. No, you're going to keep contributing to it. You might move a chunk over on a, on a rollover to structure it, but you're going to keep it open with a certain amount of money and still contribute and get the match, right? We're not crazy. We want to get that match from, from your employer and, and keep building that bucket until you actually retire. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And especially I saw an article, oh, I think it was earlier this week about the record number of um, people turning 100. And I, I think that, um, you know, people need to start planning, you know, beyond those traditional actuarial numbers because we are living longer. So this yeah. is important information. Um, so we always like to say we want to, tested all the way out through age 95. 95. Right? That's, you know. that's what we use. And at the end, if, if we're successful structuring that, uh, that retiree should have a very, very large bucket of money left over. Oh, great yeah. information. Thank you. Yeah, no, my pleasure. So what are we what are we going to tee up um, next week? What are, what are we be talking about? So let's let's do this next week, Jeff, because I, I talk about this on TV. And when I was a talk show radio host on uh, WMAL up here a while back, I used to always talk about, hey, look, how to get indexed returns with no market linked risk of loss. How, how can you do that? So people always call up or email or whatever, and they say, you know, Larry, how's that possible? I've never heard of indexed returns with no risk. How can you do that? I don't know if I believe you, uh, you know, things like that. Well, they are guaranteed by insurance companies, but with that said, Jeff, let's dive into how that type of product works. I mean, why not? That might be one of the legs of our retirement. So I don't know, let's dive into that and, and try to learn how those, those products work. What do you say? Okay. Um... So uh, for the listeners out, out there attending, they want more information, they want to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Easiest way is this. I'll give you a couple ways. One, my direct number, I'm going to give it out. It's okay. Uh, if you miss me, I always tell people, please leave a voicemail. I get a lot of calls, but if you leave a voicemail, it'll push you to the top for a return call. My number is, it's my direct number, 571 344 Four five six four, or you can email me Larry at yesretire.com. If you want to just poke around a little bit and view some of the videos that are on our website, as you know, Jeff, I'm on uh, Channel Nine, Channel Eight, Channel Seven as a financial guy, uh, different times during the week. So you can watch some of those recorded videos on my website, which is retirementprotectionsolutions.com. So there's three different ways. There's a form field there you could fill out if you wanted to. All right. And also for federal employees out there, uh, check out our uh, educational site, fedchecklist.com. Download a free uh, retirement guide, workbook, and budget that 
lead right into everything Larry was talking about today. So check that out. All right, this concludes our session. Real quick, Jeff, those are important tools because without some of that basic information, we don't have a place to start. So I would check out Jeff's resource there for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a great tool. It just it's the starting gate, right? And exactly. I was thinking of this when you were talking. People always ask us, so when should I start planning for retirement? You know, when should I really start? And I'm like, now. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, right? <laughs> I don't care, you know, now now so uh more important than ever okay this wraps it up thanks i appreciate your time larry we'll see you back here next week great thank you